Hi everyone, my name is Sally Jane and this is Thinking Out Loud Daily. And we are having another nighttime chat. Yes, we are having another nighttime chat. It is now 2.22 a.m. I'm going to take this as a sign that it is the perfect time to talk to you all. I have personally been sleeping a little late these past couple days uh, most likely because I may or may not be talking to somebody mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know going off on the last episode uh, episode 3 Tinder versus Hinge I decided, what the heck, I should get back on Tinder, right? Because there's no way I'm going on Hinge, ever. Uh, but yeah, so that resulted into that. See, this is the problem with me. It literally, I was on the app for two days. And I already found a guy that's talking to me every single day. <laughs> I'm not allowed to be on these apps. Like, I need to... S I was just, you know, playing around. Not playing around, I don't do that. But, you know, when you have those intentions of just... I talked about it, it's been a while, get back on the horse kind of thing. And then someone takes the bait, and now you're in trouble. So that is me, in trouble. <laughs> but I mean, hey, this could all go south in, I mean, knock on wood. But this could go south <laughs> in like 24 hours. Because we, and I'm so late on this, but we have entered the Mercury retrograde. And it's been, I want to say it started the 13th, and it's going to stay in retrograde all the way into November 3rd, which is dun dun dun, the American US of A election day, <laughs> which. This is not that kind of podcast, but yes, if it, if it turns into one of those, then we will go into it. But for right now, this is a nighttime chat, and nighttime chats are going to be very peaceful. We're just going to go into the more day-to-day, -day, your main character life helpful tips, which is helping you through this Mercury retrograde all the way into November 3rd so that you can end the year strong and just thrive starting January 2021 as, you know, the quarantines and have been lifted and the diagnosis for COVID is decreasing. All good things, all good things. So retrograde. Grab your water. I have 
my tea here with my little silicone silicone straw um we have the we have the window open well we <laughs> i have the window open tonight as i do or this morning i guess since it's 2 a.m uh we have i have the window open because i like a nice breeze reminds me of back home on the east coast it's much much chillier now than here la is expecting to get rain tomorrow or today actually there's a 30 percent chance my phone says there's a 30 percent chance and i'm gonna hold all that hope that it just sprinkles just a little with a dash of fall wind tb tbd from mother earth okay retrograde now if you don't care for or you know don't know much about astrology retrograde in mercury is a time for you know technology to go a little haywire internet's cutting out conversations don't always go as planned things are a little bit wonky because mercury to astrology is the planet of communication to put it very simply very simply i again am not an expert but i do know the general uh general idea of all of this which i'm happy to share because it it impacts my life and it helps me make decisions and guide me through this day-to-day -day existence uh so yeah the planet of communication mercury specifically mercury rules over two astrological signs and that would be Virgo and Gemini. So, an earth sign and an air sign. I think that's about it. I'd have to double check. Anywho, what's even more important about this retrograde is that it's happening in the sign of Scorpio. And if you are a Scorpio, or you know a Scorpio, you know, they can be very mysterious, very secretive, you know, they have beautiful eyes, um, they can be very stingy, <laughs> as a scorpion is, uh, but for the most part, in my opinion, they're really big babies, and not in an insulting way but they play it really hard and they are some of the most sensitive people I've ever met and not in a bad way, but they just feel all the feels, you know? And what that means in this Mercury retrograde is that they better watch out. 
Scorpios are going through it. They are going to go through it, this uh, retrograde. And I say that because the, this retrograde is about truth. You know, it's about being honest with who you are, right? Owning that story. What am I pretending not to know about myself? This like subconscious thing and because Scorpios are so mysterious and can be a little snippy and <laughs> emotional, which again, not a bad thing if used for the right reasons, but in a low vibrating sense, it can get really ugly as a Scorpio. Very manipulative, gaslighting, all the little bad vibe things. And in this time, the other signs are also going through it. And I can tell you one thing, they're not going to be afraid to call a Scorpio out on their mess. And to all the signs, you know, all 12, please be honest about who you are. Positive and negative. And I'm telling myself this too, because I've been feeling this urge to be honest about how unqualified I feel going into this little business venture that I'm on, right? You can research so much. You can learn so much. You can talk to professionals. You can talk to industry experts. You can even take classes online. But yet there's still something that for myself I'm just not honest with yet. And it's that I don't think I'm smart at all. There's always someone who knows more than you. And these again, these are thoughts that run in my head. There's always something, someone that knows more than you. There's always someone who can prove you wrong. There's always someone that can do it better. So why bother starting? And that is shame. And shame is a really good thing to feel right now during this retrograde. Opening up about it, writing about it, speaking out about it with someone you trust and love who is welcoming of that energy in their space. And I know like my reasons where that all stems from. And I'm so glad I was really busy this weekend and I had the most amazing photo shoot with all my samples, with such beautiful energies surrounding me, beautiful models. 
and just wonderful people. And I vented a little bit about that insecurity to a very close friend of mine. And it was so confirming to hear someone call me smart, especially someone that you know and who knows you. And it was such, it was such a light, you know, it was like a breath of relaxation. Maybe this is going to work out, you know, and I still, I'm still working on it, you know, self, self, self-reflection things and self-discovery things and accountability and checking in with myself, all of that. I want you to do all of it. You know, this is just an example. And not to be confused with guilt, you know? Let's separate those two. And let's define the difference. Shame is a belief of you saying, I am messed up for X reason, because of X reason, right? It's something you've convinced yourself of. And that concludes to shame. Now, guilt is I did something messed up. And for that, I feel shame. And I'll give you an example so you don't feel, <laughs> so you have a little better idea of what I'm talking about. When I was young, I knew my, my mother worked very hard. And she would work, you know, 12-hour shifts, five days a week. And she would work at most multiple hospitals and sometimes would take an extended shift over the weekend because the spot filled up and this was instilled in my head right hard-working woman and i have to help out around the house right as a participating tenant <laughs> and you know, she'd give us chores like any regular mom would do. And it was, you know, simple, simple, simple chores. Uh, clean the bathroom, mop the kitchen, sweep the kitchen, vacuum the living room. You know, make sure your laundry's been switched out. Take the chicken out of the freezer and the salmon out of the freezer. Cook the salmon, feed the girls, uh, my little sisters. And I know, <laughs> I've been told that, you know, yes, my parents did ask a lot of me, but hello, first generation immigrant parents, they were never home, which was a blessing and a curse in a way, but, you know, grew up a little faster than most kids, but still, not the point of the story. 
the point of the story is starts when my mother actually gets back from work. And of course, there's always a rush. I mean, what kid doesn't leave their chores to the last minute? I was definitely the one. And there you have the guilt, right? It's starting. We're adding pieces. We're going to layer them on in the story. I'm always starting things last minute. That's just, I don't know if it's the feeling of the rush, you know, or the the feeling if I'll make it or uh, I don't know that I might get caught or I have no idea. Usually I start later because there's no really motivation until there's a deadline. Um, which I can work out on my own, but that's just a block one. I clean the house, right, with my, uh, my sisters and pick it all, put it all together. It looks, looks good in my opinion. Just clean, sweep, you know, clean the bathroom, done. Mom gets home, super tired food sisters have been fed and the first thing that she'll do is say hello doesn't go to her room but she'll like examine the area to be fair this is like past tense my mother doesn't do this anymore with my younger sisters now but this was in a time when me and my older sister were the (laughs) the trial error, <laughs> the trial period for raising kids. Um, and she would just be so upset, you know, telling us that it wasn't right. You know, we didn't mop correctly. We didn't sweep correctly. We didn't clean the dishes correctly. We didn't serve the food correctly. We didn't cook the salmon correctly. There's a dust here. There's hair here you didn't clean it properly and all that you know there's a there's a guilt there right like i did this you know i chose to maybe i chose to be a bad cleaner i am a bad cleaner right you see how that switches And a a cherry on top to all of this was her saying, if you don't, I'm sorry, I messed up. She says, "Uh, don't bother cleaning at all if you're not going to do it right. And that stuck with me in my head for a good chunk of my youth. Why bother starting something if it's not going to succeed? If you're going to do something, do it perfect. And not just perfect your way, but perfect my way. Or how people tell you is the right way.
so there was never any challenge from me to like challenge what the right way is. I always had great respect for people older than me. And older people loved it. <laughs> Just obedient, quiet, shy Sally. It's a good place to be as an adult, to have children who just listen. Now, don't get me wrong. I was very wonderful in my school days and obedient and whatever. You know, you have to be to get through it all. But at home, I would just reject it. And I rejected all those things that she would say to me. And I tell her, like, you don't, you're not supposed to talk to me this way. Like, I refused it, but at the same time, I still believed it. I mean, she's my mother. The person I look up to, the person who is my all-knowing. And, you know, it also didn't help that no one ever acknowledged any. <laughs> okay, that's a lie. Never is a strong word, but just it, it didn't being artistic, being creative, being, you know, having interest in that thing <laughs> does not hold as much weight as having interest in science, math, literature, anything like that. So when I would only get A's and B's, it still wasn't enough. Like, I could always do better because I split my focus into too many different things, right? Keeper of all trades, a master of none. And whether I was hyper or I was, you know... I just had too many interests to count. <laughs> I wanted to do everything. I don't know, but I just didn't want to focus on school, like, stuff. <laughs> and, you know, my mom would call me uh, smart, but dumb because I, I guess I guess growing up I had great memorization skills and I could memorize a lot of things if I really put my head to something I can memorize anything but I just apparently I refused to memorize schoolwork and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that you know, memorizing song lyrics over memorizing other, you know, necessary intellectual formulas and things and periodic tables and all of that stuff that is very relevant to my life now, but it definitely wasn't relevant then. <laughs> so yeah, that just built and built and built all the way up until I came to, I went from guilt to like, oh, I, 
I didn't study, so that's why I'm not getting a good grade. And I, you know, I was rushing late to do my chores, and that's why I didn't do it right. And then it, we go into shame. Right? Like, I'm not worthy. That uh, imposter syndrome, I'm not even supposed to be here kind of thing. And that's what I'm being honest with myself right now. I'm unpacking what led to this. You know, and writing out all the credentials I do have to be here. I've been in this industry for about four years now, professionally. Five, if we want to include internships. I am qualified to be here. I've studied fabric. I've studied design strategies. I know my history. I'm continuously following and keeping up with all of the brands, even brands I don't like, but I have to keep up with them and uh, just keep an eye out for everyone to see what everyone's doing because I have to stay on top of things and I have to research and look up the latest news articles and what's coming out on WGSN and trend reports. I am qualified to be here. I am smart in my field. <laughs> and I do feel shame sometimes. But I'm open about it. And I want to be honest about it. Because I know I'm not alone. I know someone else out there is feeling the same way in their life. So I invite you to unpack it the way I'm doing it. <laughs> Not the exact way, but in your own way that feels right to you. And I want you to find all the peace in this retrograde in this feisty, mysterious Scorpio sign. <laughs> so let's be, let's be accountable together. You know, because when you develop that empathy and you listen to others and hear their stories of shame, shame can no longer exist because now we know that we're not alone. Shame thrives in a self-isolated misery. But thankfully, there's podcasts in the world where you can talk about your shame problems and let it all out here, right? And I invite you to 
slide in my dms at t.o.l.d on instagram and please feel open to share any feeling you might have any shame this retrograde my ears and my heart is so open to hear it we all need to sometimes have the energy in place for us to hear other people's you know shame stories you know i'm i'm definitely one of those people who you can't dump your emotional baggage on someone but i am opening that space and i'm consenting to it so right now i'm open sesame for anyone who wants to share do i dare even begin to talk about the mars retrograde that's happening Uh, I believe it is happening in Aries, in its house, uh, sorry, not its house, it's, uh, it's ruling sign, yeah, Aries is ruled by Mars, so it's right at home where it should be, and it's going backwards, or at least it appears to be going backwards, so, I mean, that's really simple, that ends, like, November 13th? and you know low sex drives a little bit you know frustrated just try to try to keep the calm you know and uh to go further into retrograde just triple check look things over twice really think about what you're gonna say before you say it just a little help there what is it called the three second rule where you uh wait three seconds and then proceed to (laughs) articulate your thoughts (laughs) that's why i love you know the funny part about mercury ruling virgos and gemini just look at the difference a Virgo will process their thoughts. And a Gemini's just gonna blurt it out. They're just they're both both signs have so many thoughts that run through their heads. But a Virgo is gonna is gonna be like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> and a Gemini's just gonna be a just think out loud which is amazing both signs own their traits so well but it's no surprise that they're fascinated by each other so much so much because they do things so differently and they're both such intelligent signs and yet they get the same message across just in totally different ways so i i will say i would rather you because of the uh, mars retrograde in aries i encourage you to please be more virgo like and process those thoughts process those thoughts give yourself three seconds think about it read over the contracts do a little research just baby steps 
because if you're planning to be more Gemini-like and just blurt out your 10,000 thoughts in five seconds, something's going to slip. Something's going to slip. And you got until November 3rd and a little bit over the shadow period to get your act together. <laughs> so if not feeling the emotional and sappy things of what we talked about earlier, then in a more structured way, please take my advice and think before you speak during this retrograde. I know I will be trying to do that. Maybe I didn't do it during this podcast or this talk that we're having. Uh, I hope it came across well, but I guess we'll see. Well, 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 we've come to the end of the episode. And it is a beautiful, crisp, cool night in Los Angeles right now. And I'm ending it with a nice hot cup of tea, which is now lukewarm. It is 3 a.m. It is late. Once again, communication off, sleep schedule off. My heart doesn't know what to think right now with all of the different lovey things that I feel in my Pisces moon cancer risingness and Leo loyal self. <laughs> but I hope you survive this Mercury retrograde, which I'm sure you will. And hopefully this episode taught you to go write in your journals or talk to your friends, call your family member, and just get through it. We are almost there. 2020 is coming to an end, just like this episode. So thank you for listening. And I hope to talk to you soon. Bye.